It is Friday, August 12th, and this is People Every Day. Welcome to Friday, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and we've got another jam-packed show planned for you today in which, of course, we will be discussing the death of actress Anne Heche following the shocking car crash that left her in a coma for days. In lighter news, though, we're sitting down with Cheryl Lee Ralph, who is one of the stars of Abbott Elementary, easily one of my new favorite shows. And plus, since it is Friday, we've got plenty of new music coming your way. Let's dive right into what's happening out there. The public feud between pop star Britney Spears and ex-husband Kevin Federline continues. On Wednesday, Spears called her two sons, Sean Preston, who's 16, and 15-year-old Jaden James, quote, hateful, and claimed they have been ignoring her in a since-deleted Instagram post. Spears said in part, I know that teenagers are just hard to deal with at that age, but come on. There's being rude, then there's being hateful. They would visit me, walk in the door, go straight to their room, and lock the door. Later on Wednesday, KFED posted a series of edited videos from four years ago where Britney appeared to be arguing with the boys. In the caption, Federline said that he and the boys decided, quote, as a family to share the clips and that, quote, the lies have to stop. The videos, which Federline has also since deleted from Instagram, have popped up on several websites. And yes, they appear highly edited, and many fans are saying the clips don't actually make Britney look like a monster, just like a mom who's frustrated by her soon-to-be teenagers. I think every parent has been there, but here's one clip, which, again, highly edited, where Britney is just trying to get her son to put lotion on his skin before bed. If I want to come in here and give you lotion for your face because it is coarse, and all you tell me, no, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not fine. You all better start respecting me. Are we clear? I mean, if anything, it shows Britney has to deal with the same things as a lot of moms do. But yesterday, a lawyer for the Oops, I Did It Again singer fired back in a statement to people and asked Federline to respect his ex's privacy. It said, quote, Britney has faithfully supported her children and she loves them dearly. Whether he realizes it or not, Mr. Federline has not only violated the privacy and dignity of the mother of his children, he has undermined his own children whose privacy he should protect. And Britney's lawyer further added, Mr. Federline's ill-advised decision to post an old video of his 11 and 12-year-old children was cruel, bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. Now that KFED is in the spotlight again, I just have a feeling this back and forth with Britney is far from over. And this next story is one that has been heating up all day. Singer Michelle Branch and Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney are going their separate ways after three years of marriage, and they are doing so in wild fashion. Late Wednesday night, Branch shared and then deleted a tweet accusing Carney of cheating on her while she was home with their six-month-old baby. In a statement to People, Branch told us, to say that I am totally devastated doesn't even come close to describing how I feel for myself and for my family. The rug has been completely pulled from underneath me, and now I must figure out how to move forward. With such small children, I ask for privacy and kindness. We have not heard from Carney on the matter. Then, just this afternoon, several news outlets, including TMZ, reported that Branch was allegedly arrested for slapping Carney in the face. According to reports, police were called to the Nashville home Branch shares with Carney around 2 a.m. yesterday morning. That's where Branch allegedly admitted that she slapped Carney in the face. Branch was taken into custody and released soon after. I mean... 
just wild. I'm not here to condone violence, but you supposedly get caught cheating on your wife who's taking care of your six-month-old, and then you call the police on her after she slaps you in the face. I mean, wow, it's just messy, and I'm sure we will learn more about this really ugly breakup in the days to come. And now we're turning our attention to the very sad news about Anne Heche. Actress Anne Heche has died at 53 years old. As we all know, Heche suffered a catastrophic brain injury after crashing her car into a home on August 5th. Following that day, the actress never regained consciousness. The fiery crash destroyed a home and left Heche in critical condition and intubated until her rep confirmed to people today that she has died from her injuries. Before her passing, her longtime partner, actor James Tupper, who she was with for more than 10 years until their split in 2018, sent his love. He said, thoughts and prayers for this lovely woman, actress and mother tonight, Anne Heche. He wrote that on Instagram, captioning a photo of Heche and their 13-year-old son, Atlas. He added, we love you. Heche was also mom to son Homer, who's 20, from her marriage to Coley LaFoon. The actress, who first rose to fame on soap operas, had a storied career in Hollywood and a life full of ups and downs. But by all indicators, things were very much looking up for the busy star before this truly shocking accident. This story is not an easy one. And here with me to discuss Anne Heche's life and tragic loss is People's senior TV editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hey, Janine. Well, since the day of Heisha's crash, updates have been trickling out. First, can you remind us all what happened? On the morning of August 5th, that was last Friday, Heisha was seen in a blue Mini Cooper that crashed into a garage and then very shortly after flew down a small street and crashed into a home in Mara Vista, which was rented by a woman named Lynn Michelle. The residence caught fire, resulting in Heisha suffering burns from the incident. She was then intubated while hospitalized. And the woman who owns the residence was home. She suffered minor injuries, but the home was completely destroyed. The crash happened after witnesses told TMZ that Heche first crashed into a garage off an apartment complex. And then she reportedly managed to reverse and drive off before crashing into Michelle's home nearby. On Monday, her rep gave a statement to people and said that Anne had, quote, a significant pulmonary injury requiring mechanical ventilation and burns that require surgical intervention. She is in a coma and has not regained consciousness since shortly after the accident. Then on Thursday, yesterday, we got the update that unfortunately due to her accident, Anne suffered a severe anoxic brain injury and remains in a coma in critical condition. She is not expected to survive. It's so sad. My, my heart just breaks. It's so sad. And it's so confusing. I mean, we really don't know what her state of mind was in that moment. We do know that she bought a wig that morning. She was photographed in her car. And then she was photographed by the owner of this wig salon at around 1035 a.m. where she bought a red wig. And then the crash happened before 11 a.m. So it's very eerie. There's these selfies of of her with this man from minutes before this crash. So take me into the investigation because there are updates there as well, right? A spokesperson for the LAPD told NBC that a blood draw revealed the presence of drugs and it is being investigated as a felony DUI traffic collision. Beyond that, a second test 
will be conducted to rule out substance or medication that was administered by the hospital, perhaps on the way to the hospital, and added that he can't yet comment on the presence of cocaine, fentanyl, or alcohol. There are a lot of rumors about that, but at this moment, the authorities have not commented on the presence of those things. Additional testing will be needed to determine that information and could take up to 90 days. Got it. So Heish and her talent gave us so much from her rise to fame on the soap opera Another World to other notable shows and films like Gracie's Choice and Six Days, Seven Nights. So what would you say it was about her as an actress that really resonated? There's something really relatable about the quality of performance that Anne Heish brought to her roles from the very beginning. I remember watching Walking and Talking in a class in college to Chicago PD, where she played this boss cop character who lost a lost a child and was a wonderfully layered performance for a show where you don't always see that. I think she was super magnetic. We saw that in every role from the soap opera era to Six Days, Seven Nights. That era was huge for her. She had Donnie Brasco. And truly, right now, She's kind of having a Haitianance, so this is especially tragic because she had the Chicago PD appearance. She did Dancing with the Stars, but she has this Lifetime movie that's supposed to come out in September called Girl in Room 13. She has a recurring role in All Rise on OWN, and she has a starring role in this hugely anticipated show on HBO called The Idol, which is created by the guy who did Euphoria. And of course, she had a really popular podcast, Better Together with Anne and Heather. Very busy. But on the personal side, um, let's go back, because she dated Ellen DeGeneres from like 1997 to 2000. And uh, their relationship actually helped pave the way for public same-sex relationships in Hollywood, right? Well, Ellen was asked by a photographer since the accident, um, but it was a few days ago. And Ellen said that she and, and Anne Heche are no longer in contact, but she also said that she doesn't want anyone to be hurt. But yes, you're absolutely right. They really did pave the way. We did not see lesbian couples in Hollywood really at all. It was such a huge deal when Ellen came out. And Anne Heche has talked about almost losing roles because of that relationship that Harrison Ford really stepped up to support her with Six Days, Seven Nights. The studio was questioning casting her. She is going to go down as a groundbreaker in invisibility of lesbian couples. And then, of course, you know, she leaves behind two sons. She dated actor James Tupper for about 10 years. She has a son with, with another ex. Well, Hayes talked about her struggles a lot. She opened up to Barbara Walters back in 2001 about being sexually abused by her father as a child. And, and she also lost her 18-year-old brother who died in a car accident. And then there was that whole mental health and substance abuse struggle that came to light not long after she split from DeGeneres, right? She definitely had a very difficult time shortly after the breakup with Ellen. And then she put out her memoir where she revealed this this sexual abuse as a child. But for all that we know, it it did seem like things had been really good for her for the last couple of decades. Well, I mean, as for her legacy, the rep shared a statement on behalf of the family saying that Anne had a huge heart and touched everyone she met with her generous spirit. More than her extraordinary talent, she saw spreading kindness and joy as her life's work. Just, just a sad one, right? Absolutely. Well, sending... 
all of my love to those impacted. And Brianne, thank you so much for, for joining us. Of course. Regular listeners to People Every Day know that one of my favorite new shows to watch is Quinta Brunson's Abbott Elementary, on which Brunson's character has the most perfect name, Janine. <laughs> well, coming up, I am so excited to sit down with one of the show's standout stars, the legendary Cheryl Lee Ralph, to talk about what life is like behind the scenes and how she feels being nominated now for an Emmy. But first, yesterday was Thursday. Tomorrow is Saturday, and that makes today New Music Friday. After the break, we've got some hot new tracks for you to get tuned up for the weekend. Stay right there. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We are back and it's time to update that weekend playlist with some brand new music. This week's first song is for anyone out there who just got out of a relationship and is ready to move on. Little Big Town has a new breakup ballad out right now called Better Love. It's all about not dwelling in the past, embracing change, and feeling confident. Next up, we've got some brand new dark pop from TikTok superstar Bella Porch, a cautionary tale that's part banger and part slow jam. (laughs) On the song Living Hell, Bella pleads with a lover to not give in and fall for her. The music video for this is very spooky and takes place in seemingly like a haunted house. There are several nods to some horror films, including a shot that looks straight out of the ring. Ooh, I could not take that movie. (laughs) Definitely worth checking out. And last but not least, No Weekend Playlist is complete without some new music from one of my favorite rappers, Megan Thee Stallion. She's got a brand new song out that's all about just being a strong woman. It's called Her. Cause the hate campaign ain't working at all. I ain't Jack or Jill, bitch, I ain't gonna fall. I'm her, 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 her. That one right there, that's the one that I will be playing on loop all weekend long. I'm so excited about this next guest, a TV actress, a star who has been an iconic and longtime favorite in my household. She has just been nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a comedy series thanks to her current role as Barbara Howard on the hit ABC comedy Abbott Elementary. So without further ado, hanging out with me today is Cheryl Lee Ralph. Cheryl, it is an honor. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be here with you, Janine. So first of all, congratulations. I think we all have seen, you know, that amazing viral video of you learning about your nomination on the phone a few weeks back. So tell us, how does it feel to get this recognition? 
People used to always ask me when I did the film with Denzel, the Mighty Quinn, they said, well, what's it like working with Denzel? And I would always say, it feels better than you think. And this is the same thing. It is so much of a good vibe. It is so much excitement. I am loving the moment. Love, love, loving the moment. You've been in the game for years, as you said, films and on stage and all of that. I mean, Tony nominated Broadway star, a dream girl, a recording artist. You've done it all. And I'm sure many of our listeners recall you as the loving but stern mom, stepmom, Dee Mitchell from one of the best TV sitcoms of the 90s, Moesha. So... I'm wondering, have any of your Moesha co-stars called you up to congratulate you on this accomplishment? They have all hit me up on social media, congratulating me and being so wonderful about it. You know, Char, Marcus, it's just so sweet. I have literally heard from so many people that I have worked with. Oh, it's so special. Well, special is Abbott Elementary. It's up for several Primetime Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Comedy Series and several of your co-stars, including show creator Quinta Brunson, who plays Janine, and Tyler James Williams have their own nominations. What's it like when you hear from the fans about what this show means to them? I do a lot of speaking engagements for teachers, and the way teachers express to me how happy they are to see this show, how good it feels to be seen, the bit of appreciation that they're getting. We support, I believe it's Donors Choice, where you help teachers get the things that they need in their classroom. How appreciative they are of that when we retweet their requests and things like that. It's amazing. Take me behind the scenes a little bit. I mean, Quinta Brunson is a mess. This girl is hilarious. So what is it like back off screen when you're just hanging out? The persona that you often see of people on social media, when they're working, when they're acting, sometimes is not who they are in real life. Quinta Brunson is a very thoughtful, perceptive, slow to move, slow to judgment because she's a thinker kind of person. She takes her time with things. And I think that's what makes her so quick-witted. It's two different things that work together to create the magic that is her. And now she's in a different position where she has to concentrate on those doggone lines because she is number one on the call sheet. And when she's not doing that, she's checking out the wardrobe. When she's not doing that, she's checking out to make sure that everybody is about as happy as they possibly can be with what she can do with her hands. I love that insight. Well, I want to know, because you are that teacher on the show that the other teachers look up to. Who was that person for you? You know what? My dad was my greatest teacher. He was a teacher, and he taught me many things. But he gave me a sign once that was on the desk, and it said, think. And that was one of the greatest lessons I could ever be taught, to take time to think. Think it through. Think about how you feel. Think before you speak. Think. I need to learn what this Emmy's look is going to be like for you because you slay a red carpet. You always have. You always will. What's your plan for the big night? I have nothing. (laughs) My daughter does a lot of styling for me. And my daughter was like, Mommy, you have to step this up. I love it when she talks about the we. 
gotta get somebody, the right person to make you fabulous on that red coat. I love that. So I have nothing. I didn't even have a pair of shoes. I am primed and ready to see this look. So honored to have you here on the show. It's so good to be here. I can remember the first time I was ever in People, so it's always been important to me. I left Broadway and I came out to California and I was going to do something that was like years, light years away from the dream girl. And I ended up getting a role on this series called V about this underground army. And there I chopped off all my hair, dyed it red. And there I was with these big guns, you know, blah, 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 <laughs> leading forward, all of that stuff. And people wrote an article on me. It was a half of a page. The other one was a double spread. So that's how far we have come. Thank you so much for being here. I love it. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. Mwah. Great to see you there at People. Yes, Janine. All right, you guys, this last story is one that I have just seen everywhere, and I thought it was the perfect note to end the week on. Nine-year-old Felix Carrier hit his very first home run, a grand slam, no less, during a little league game in his hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now, a home run ball is an exciting trophy if you're nine or 99, and Felix was able to retrieve the ball. Most kids would display that ball with pride in their room, or maybe if mom and dad are cool with it on the mantle over the fireplace. You know, somewhere super special. But Felix had a different idea. He wanted to give the ball to his grandfather, Papa Bruce. Felix has been playing baseball since he was four years old, and Grandpa, who's taught him a lot about baseball, never misses a game. And Grandpa was, of course, on hand for Felix's first dinger. So Felix signed the ball, dedicated to Papa Bruce, and the two were very overwhelmed by the special moment. Uh, I signed the ball for you. Okay. And it says, Papa, I love you. Why did you do that? Because you taught me everything about baseball. Oh, honey, honey. That was so sweet. I put it right on my hook. Oh, God, that was so good. Wow, honey. Woo! That's just so sweet. If you haven't seen the video yet, you need to check it out for yourself. Both of them are just smiling and crying. And if that's not something to make you smile as you start your weekend, then, you know, I don't know what will. Thank you all for listening to us once again. I am off Monday and Tuesday, but People's Senior Movies Editor, Nigel Smith, will be here with you to bring you the latest story. So have a fun and safe weekend from all of us here at People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, Madison Lesby, with help from Patrick Vermillion and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs, with help from Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge. Edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, and Michael Aquino. And executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 